to talk to you about sharing the gospel with people, especially with people you know, like family or friends. Some of this stuff is just kind of basic principles that sort of apply across the board. So I did, uh, being a priest, I frequently will get talking to to people, usually older people, grannies or, or parents, whose children or grandchildren, relatives, friends, have fallen away from the faith or maybe never really had any faith, never really practiced their faith. And the parents or the grandparents are heartbroken and they're like, Father, what can I do? I just, I nag him and nag him and I'm telling him since, until I'm blue in the face to come to Mass, but he won't come. So I would highly recommend that you stop nagging him, them, whoever it is. Uh, yeah, don't nag, don't nag. Why? So Jesus, uh, he he doesn't tell us, you know, with regards to evangelizing to, to nag people, but he does tell us to nag in another context. It's in Luke 18, the, the widow and the unrighteous judge, if you remember this little parable, and she wants to get justice against somebody who's been uh, unjust to her. And of course, she has no resources being in that day a widow. They were like the epitome of like zero resources. All she does is she keeps going to this judge and she just keeps at it. And this guy is a crook. He's a crooked judge. And she still, because she just wears him out, he eventually gives her what she wants because he kind of says like I better give her what she wants or she'll end up you know, killing me <laughs> with this. Uh, she'll wear me to death with her nagging. And the Lord says, if, if an unjust judge is that way, will not God the Father be that way with, with you who cry out night and day for him? He'll be very quick in bringing us uh, justice in answering our prayers. So that's the place to nag. Let the, the, the pain, if you have someone in your life who doesn't believe, like that should be a pain for us. And I mean that in a, in a, in a in the sense of like it should hurt let it stir up that that compassion of jesus in you jesus who had that 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 compassion which is a pain it, it's a suffering with I, to see somebody who doesn't know jesus it, if it produces compassion in us we are on the right track so let this especially of your loved ones like meditate on this fact meditate on the what will it mean for someone in who you love so much who you do anything for that they they don't know jesus and if they die rejecting him well you can't get to heaven if you're rejecting jesus that's not an option see that's my really nice my, my nice way of saying that if you reject jesus you're choosing hell and we should meditate we should meditate on that for the sake of stirring up compassion for those who don't believe that uh, this isn't a game this is this is real stuff and to have a real desire that people would know god that they would receive jesus his infinite love that they would know infinite love in their lives so we start from that place and then that place of stirring that compassion up can then lead us to to real heartfelt prayer for somebody and consistent and jesus invites that says please nag me please please to really start praying not from you know a box ticking oh then pray for my family and it's not in a sense of oh they don't believe jesus it's uh, a place as much as possible from a place of love but also of confidence and hope confidence that the lord will do this really to to be strong with him and then to have that hope and confidence so that what does that mean so hope as i probably shared with you before is the desire for something especially heaven and the confident expectation based on god's goodness that he will give you all of it heaven and all of the grace you need to get there okay so that's hope as applied to ourselves and our own salvation but 
Hope as a theological virtue can be applied to all sorts of things, especially the salvation of others, that we can have this desire for their salvation and then the confident expectation that God will grant it and all the graces necessary for them to receive it. Now, the trick is they are free. You can be praying like Padre Pio. That doesn't mean that they're going to say yes to the grace. It does mean that they will receive grace, but they just might have their umbrella up and choose to say no, which is all the worse for them. But that's on them. That's not on you. Your job is to pray, to open wide the doors as much as possible in your intercession, but then the floodgates of heaven. The more grace someone receives through your prayer and intercession, the easier it will be for them to say yes to your help. So nag away, but nag in the right direction. Nag the right person, nag God. Don't nag your loved ones or your friends because that will often just shut things down. I also have found from personal experience having arguments doesn't tend to work. You can't argue someone into the kingdom typically. Like it's not just a debate. But there, there are ways that, you know, we can have a, a peaceful, uh, fruitful meeting of hearts. But what first might be necessary, certainly I find this necessary, is to check myself and my motivations. Um, is it really coming from a place of love or do I just want to win? When There's plenty of people I meet, plenty of people I do meet, and they're ready. They're a ripe fruit. They're an apple that you just touch it on the tree and it pops into your hand. They're ready because the Father is drawing them and they've been responding. And the last bit they needed was you, just to harvest to harvest them and bring them into the kingdom. So this then also applies with your loved ones to kind of have that attitude of a, a bit of a farmer, you know, a harvester of, of fruit, to get to know, okay, where are they on their journey? And to kind of come alongside them in their journey a bit, not in a patronizing way, just every now and again, maybe just to check in. Rather than wanting, you know, say, oh, come on now, come, come to Mass, because they, they may not, they may be a million miles away from being ready to do that in a fruitful way. But just to see, you know, how they're doing. So yes, pray for them, sacrifice for them. You know, if we really love them, if we really are, like, if it hurts us that they are not in a relationship with God, then, you know, to, to be fasting and offering up sacrifices for them, to have Masses said for them is a great a great thing to do. But as for the challenging the others, I would tend to go in that, that place of, I don't want to have an argument, but I do want to love in a courageous, active way those people who I love. And the most precious gift I can give them is a relationship with Jesus. Not that I can give it to them, but I can at least invite them to be open to it. Invite them to invite Jesus in. Invite them to start to listen to him. Maybe to doubt some of their doubts. To be open to the possibility a key aspect to any form of evangelization is always personal witness. So without trying to use, you know, philosophical arguments just to say why I believe. This can especially be effective. In fact, it was a really key for me hearing my mother, how she encountered Jesus in an incredibly real and powerful way. And it made Jesus way more real for me. Is it the right time in this conversation, you know, as I'm trying to connect with them in this area of their spiritual journey. What's going on there? And not to be afraid to challenge them, not to be afraid to, from the right motivation to say, you know, I, I am concerned for you. You know, you know that my faith is very real for me. And, and I do believe that we have to believe in Jesus to get to heaven. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm really concerned for you. When we say that out of love for somebody and they can tell it's out of love, hopefully they won't feel threatened by it. And of course, we can't control if they do. But just to be able to, to do that and to, and to in that context then 
encourage them to say, uh, you know, ask Jesus to, to speak really clearly to you. Ask him for the gift of faith. You know, if you're real, I really want to know. That was my prayer when I was 17. Jesus, if you're real, I really need to know. You know, invite them to say that. Be, there's nothing to lose and there is eternity to gain. So it's really worth it. And it's really worth us inviting our friends and family into that beautiful, beautiful relationship. I hope this has been helpful. God bless you. Peace.